People don't really understand who I am. I love you. In the sports world, I am the bad guy. I'll be lying and say that it didn't affect me. That's what kind of built his fire. He is Mr. Triple Double. Double. We're living for the future now. I'm Russell. Below the Belt is brought to you by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Visit BetterHelp.com slash belt because honestly, being human is exhausting. Traded football for some fight gear, then got punched right in the face. Woke up with a baby, puke all over the place. But I keep the ground with TYK, this is the best I've ever felt. Started doing stand-up, there's a new hand I've been dealt. So right before this makeup on my face begins to melt, it's time to go below the belt. What's up, kiddos? Monday morning, chilly Monday morning in L.A., Little uh, little bit of rain here. A little bit of rain. Finally got the Ford Bronco. They finally dropped it off. Uh, weird day to take the top down and uh, drive in during rain. Didn't Not how I pictured my debut with the Bronco going out. And they posted it. Okay. Ford doesn't get a lot right, let's be honest. But they got this Bronco fucking right. At that, the Ford GT. That's about it. That's about it out of them. Took forever to come in, but it's there. It is a fun-ass ride, man. It's about goddamn time. Chili, your boys, you mean coats all the time because I'm driving down the highway about 80 and that thing with the titties out. That's what Nas calls it, get the titties out. When you drop the top, that's not my thing. That's Nas's. So go at Nas if you're upset about that. Brea is not close, kids. Brea, uh, I would rather drive to San Diego. It's one of the best clubs in the country, which is fine. There you go. Um, oh, my boy Jelly Roll. Yeah, like shout it. out to Jelly Roll. Love Jelly Roll. Dude, listen to Son of a Sinner. He has a new album. But that song I think you will love for sure. It's Is it country. good? Yeah, oh, so yeah. good. He's doing country and uh, like it's a mixture, right? The most recent album is like more like singing and country-ish. I love both. But I'm telling you, Son really? of a Sinner, you're going to love it. I'll play it for you later too. Yeah, that'd be yeah. dope. Um, he's He wants to do a Calabas Fight Companion. Hell yeah. He'd be great on there, right? He'd be a Dude, he'd be me awesome. and him, because I have no drinking buddies on Fight Companion. <laughs> It's basically me drinking. Who? I mean, ah, TJ got a little lit. TJ it was so fun though. Lit. Yeah, he was, was awesome. so fun. TJ one of my favorite guests ever on there. Only we've only had what three of them. He's still one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> he got lit. Yeah. Nobody else. I mean, Brian doesn't drink. Theo definitely doesn't drink. Or turn into Gremlin after midnight. Um, yeah, I'm trying to. No one. I mean, Josh. He'll have a little sip, but he doesn't. I mean, as far as drink, drink, TJ for sure. He's the only yeah. one that's like gone toe to toe. He's also way lighter than me. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, uh, Jelly Roll is supposed to do a fight companion. Yeah. So that would be great. I can't wait to announce the next guest for October 30s fight companion. That bitch is at 11 a.m. So you kids are going to have your nights free. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. 11 a.m. that's Saturday? Not this Saturday, next Saturday. I mean, it's a Saturday, though? It's okay. a Saturday. So we'll, we'll like get everything ready by Friday. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And then come in here. Yeah. Oh, it's a fun lineup, kiddos. I can't freaking wait. Um, yeah, Bray, it was great. Just a beast to get to. There's no easy route. It took us almost three hours on Friday to get there. And then it took us another two hours and 20 minutes on Saturday. On a Saturday, California. Jesus Christ. On a sa- How about on the wall, when right before you're going on the stage, they have a sign from Joe Coy. It says, 18 sold out shows in a row. 17,000 tickets sold. God. Dog. He kills it, man. Savage. Yeah. 
First time my uh, girl has seen me do stand up in probably shit four years. Mm-hmm. I go pretty hard. On it. <laughs> I go pretty hard. It's freaking on it. hilarious. I was right next to her. I go too. Pretty. Oh, you were next to her. Next to her. Yeah. But I give her a heads up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, babe, I'm coming. Like, all right. It's so funny. You can come, but I need you to know that's just jokes. Yeah. They're just jokes. And then my mother in law, who I also go pretty hard on, she was there as well, but she had fun. Yeah, shout out to Brea. Mikey and uh, Brittany, the managers there. There's two of the best, man. They're the fucking best. Mm. It was a good time. Um, I wore, uh, listen, I'm not a Houston Astros fan. I, I'm with you guys. They're cheaters. I'm a Dodgers fan and Rockies fan. But um, I just wore a uh, Houston Astros hat because ma- I was wearing blue. I was wearing like dark blue, and the only dark blue hat I have is a Houston Astros. I don't know what the fuck I got it. I wore it, and my God, I forgot the Do- it was the first playoff game for the Dodgers. I got so much shit. The manager was like, "Dude, you can't, you can't wear that tomorrow." He was dead serious. I'm like, "Really? He's like, just don't wear that." So when I got there, he had an all black Dodgers hat for me. Hashtag good guy. Hashtag good fucking guy. Yeah, as we we're doing stamp in front of the the fam, so she wanted to go hard on him. Mm-hmm. They see it, uh, you know, when I shoot the special in Dallas, when they see it on TV, that should be different too. But we'll see what happens. Uh, saw most of the fights. Saw most of the fights. Uh, obviously, MVP of the entire goddamn weekend, your boy Corey Anderson. There has to be some validation. Some uh, you got to you got to remember. This is a guy who was very successful in the UFC. Very very successful in the UFC, and they let him go. They let him go because he wasn't the most, quote-unquote, exciting fighter uh, on the block. Um, but he was a winner, and the UFC goes, yeah, we're good without you. So he goes to Bellator, and the kid's just a bona fide winner. He's a fucking killer, man. And uh, he you know, he got Ryan Bader out there in, uh, pretty fast, man. Pretty fast. Yeah. And Ryan Bader's no slouch, dude. You're talking about the heavyweight champ, the light heavyweight champ. So for Corey Anderson... I just, I guess I feel a sense of happiness for him. I was going to say proud, but I don't know him to say proud. That'd be weird. But there has to be some uh, validation that he feels with the UFC letting him go. Because granted, he's probably making more money. Um, but it is wherever you go. It's, it's not a Bellator UFC thing. Wherever you go, when you leave the UFC, because the UFC's you know a marketing powerhouse, you you kind of go to the wayside just a tad. But now, you know, he's the talk of the town. And you've beaten Ryan Bader, who's, you know, again, heavyweight world champion, the light heavyweight champion. He held two titles there. And he's, how long was Bader, you know, the face of the UFC for a long time? He won the ultimate fighter. You know, he's a fucking stud, dude. So it has to feel uh, like this was the right choice because there has to be some sort of pressure. I'd be curious to talk to Phil Davis or Benson Henderson or some of the other guys. When they leave the UFC, you know, there has to be, you know, you think about Anthony Pettis, right? Hasn't worked out, but granted they're leaving, you know, especially Pettis. He left after he did work. Like he's a hall of fame in the UFC. He's, he, I mean, you're talking the, the jump off the fucking octagon, um, you know, the WCK. showtime that he's on the Wheaties box, you know, you're talking about some, some of the greatest uh, fights that ever happened inside that octagon. So he, he's good. No matter, you know, he go fight and bare knuckle if he had to, but so his his luck is cemented. But these other guys, like Ryan Bader, had a solid career. Was always like top six, top eight, you know. And then also got uh, handled by uh, John Jones, and then goes over to Bellator, which is a big risk, man. It's a big risk, and uh, you know became heavyweight and light heavyweight champion. So there has to be, 
because you got to be questioning yourself, I'm sure, when you go over there. It has to be like, God, I hope this is the right choice because you don't know, man. And it's really the only right choice if you go over there and become champion. Got to be honest. For it to be like worth your time, like if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go from one promotion where you're like hovering and it's so tough to get top shot, and then you go over to Bellator, which is another major promotion, you become world champion. I would say you made the right choice, by far. So I think for Corey Anderson, there has to been. Uh, we, we should get him on here. There, there's, there has to be some sort of chip on his shoulder when you leave the UFC because, you know, it's kind of like uh, when your girlfriend breaks up with you. Yeah, bitch, and you get in shape, you get all shredded, then you get some smoke show girl, and you post on the gram, it's for the ex-girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? So for Corey Anderson, post on the gram, it's for the ex-girlfriend, the UFC. So it has to feel pretty freaking good, man. It has to feel pretty good. Ben Henderson lost again. It's been, again, you know, Ben is a, a UFC Hall of Famer, man. Hall of Famer. His fights with Frank Yeager and, you know, all, all the, and he's fought the who's who, man. Think about it. He went to a split decision with Jorge Masvidal. You know how much bigger fucking Jorge is than him? Uh, his fights with Don Cerrone, Dos Anjos, um, Josh Thompson. Shout out to Josh Thompson. Split decision. Lost to Pettis. That was filthy. Gilbert Melendez. The Nate Diaz fights. Yeah, again, Frank Yeager. The split in uh, Denver. I was sitting cage side with Frankie's family. Like, what do you think? And I gave it to Frankie. The judges didn't. That was a rough night being next to his family. For Ben, he's a bona fide Hall of Famer. But, you know, if you're looking at this like a uh, a football game, Bellator got Ben when he was in the like end of the third quarter. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, World Series of Fighting PFL got Anthony Pettis when he's in the fourth quarter of fighting. They got Ryan Bader probably in the second quarter. They got Corey Anderson. He's in the first quarter. Um, so... Yeah, it has to feel good. I, I wonder if they feel that or if it's just not a thing to them. For Phil Davis, obviously, he made a right decision. They got him in the second quarter. But when you get guys in the fourth quarter and then you're like, see, this league's just as good as UFC, it's like, dude, you, you got him with two fucking fake knees. You know what I'm saying? So it has to feel good. He has to be your MVP. What he did to Ryan Bader in 50 seconds is insane, man. And then Corey Anderson Nemkov's a motherfucking fight, dude. That Nemkov is a savage. Savage, you're supposed to fight your boy Rumble, but Rumble's fighting a different fight, and I and hopefully he's winning that fight. Love Rumble, good card though in Bellator, man. Great card, but Corey Anderson and Nemkov. I bet they fight by January, February. Okay, so yeah, location date not announced yet. The UFC, boring. It's not their fault. Sometimes just matchups. Everybody's a great fighter. I love you guys. Um, you know the main event, bit of snooze fest. I know Aspen Lad's uh, corner's going through some heat. I'm sure it's in your current events, Jen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My boy Andre motherfucking the Pitbull Arlovsky. <laughs> Still doing Still it. Still <laughs> goddamn doing it. What a legend, dude. Hairy shoulders in the game. Cutest pup in the game. Just still doing it. One of the greatest quotes ever. How's my pee pee taste? How's you remember that? Legend, man. Just that quote alone should give him in the Hall of Fame. God, he had that girlfriend. She was dating Tim Sylvia too, right? Uh, there was like rumors, but yeah, then he, out or then something. He, and then he goes, "How tastes my BB?" Taste <laughs> Classic, broken English and shit. Classic roast. One of the top five roasts of all time. Definitely the best roast in the entire mixed martial arts history. Fantastic. Let's take a little break, and then we get right back to the program. Your boy ranting about nonsense. NFL fans hungry for a big win this season. My Broncos need it so bad. We're not doing well, man. We start three and zero. We played the three worst teams in the league, and now we're three and three. We've had a tough schedule. 
We've had to, and my freaking Chargers lost as well. Whatever, I'm losing money, but it's all good because DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL, got you covered, man. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fancy Sports Contest. Excuse me. DraftKings has given all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code BTB. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their first game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code BTB this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, y'all. In 2021, mental health is finally a thing. It's all over. People aren't afraid to talk about it anymore, and it affects everybody. So many people are struggling right now, and they're not feeling like their normal selves. This is where therapy can help, man. I'm not talking about talking with your friends, talking with your bestie, talking with your girlfriend, talking with your man. I'm talking about real licensed professional counseling, all right? That's what it is, man. You can talk privately, all right, you can talk on camera, over the phone, if you don't want to be seen. Whatever you want to do, we got you covered, man. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, even live chat sessions with your therapist. All right, it's way more affordable than in-person therapy. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you. Because you are your greatest asset. This podcast, Below the Belt, is sponsored by BetterHelp. And Below the Belt listeners and viewers get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Belt. That's BetterHelp.com slash B-E-L-T. BetterHelp.com slash Belt. Rest card was whatever. Love the Anaconda Choke by Nate. That was fantastic. Jim Miller. Jesus Christ. Uh, Aussie. Dude, Arlovsky and Jim Miller still just goddamn doing the yeah. thing, man. I can't believe Arlovsky goes through camp and everything. Because hey, he's older than me. I found him. He's like 54. <laughs> he looks good, too. 42. All right. So he's like older. four years older. Yeah. Wow. Such a stud, man. Jim Miller even said he wants to go. He's not even joking. To USC 300. He wants to make it to 300. Holy shit. Yeah. And we, well, nah, that's not too not bad. Too crazy, yeah. Because we're on like two. Day, what are we on now? Weekend. Two sixty-eight. Oh, he get, he's gonna come. make three hundred. Yeah. Now he now then he'll probably beat out Cowboy for the most fights of I all think time. They go back to back, yeah, yeah, they go back to back because Cowboy I think maybe has one or two. Jim Miller, I mean, dude, he just flatlined that poor Eric yeah. Gonzalez, dude. Good fights overall, though, man. I mean, you know, yeah. tours were great, and the UFC uh, basically what they're doing. I think they call it edging. And the, uh, they're just, they're just, they're, they're not trying to bust their load right now. They're just edging you, edging into these pay-per-views. So by the time that thick ass October 30th, 268 rolls around and Calabas fight campaign with a very special guest comes around, you're forking up the money. Cause we're all like, come on, dude. And like, yeah, we know we're edging you, man. We're edging you. Hold your load. And that's what we're all doing. And I cannot wait. Other than that, man, uh, what else you got? Oh, you know what? This is interesting. So, um, 
you guys know me. I don't really, um, I don't really engage with haters and stuff like that. Everybody has haters. I get that. Um, I actually, and this is going to surprise a lot of people. I had a straight up uh, conversation with Ariel Hawani. If you're unfamiliar with the situation, him and I have been going back and forth um, on our shows. He took to social media, which is fine. That's his right. Um, more so him than me, but. We had a conversation, a straight up uh, phone call, like two grownups. And I got news for you guys too. I don't hate the guy in any facet. Never hate the guy. Never, never hate the guy. I think this kind of spiraled out of control a little bit on his end because, you know, when I made those off-putting comments about him on the fight campaign, which set this whole thing off, um, and I apologize for that to him. I, I text him and we got this whole text thread. Um, I, didn't, I didn't realize how bad I hurt. To be honest, I didn't realize how bad I hurt him. Or it was a sensitive subject for him, which it should be. I'm not saying he's crazy sensitive. I'm saying that's a sensitive subject for him. And then um, he, I was like, dude, I'll apologize on the show. Not a big deal. And then I go on the show and, you know, I can't do it on here. So I done firing the kid. And I, if you look at the the tone of the apology, you know, I'm joking, man. You know, Fire the Kid is a, basically a comedy show. Sometimes we miss, sometimes we hit out the park. But it, it's three guys with Brian Callen, who's a comic, Chappelle Lacey, who's a comic, and myself. So, you know, that's not a serious show for serious subjects. So I probably shouldn't have done it there. But I also kind of had no choice. Can't do on King of Sting, right? That's definitely not the platform for it. Um, here, you know, Showtime's not going to engage in this, you know, this Twitter beef. It's Showtime, you know? They're, they're like, what? What are you doing? Which I understand, too. So, I'm finding the kid. But I think the context with it, I'm finding the kid, it came off as a joke as I wasn't taking it serious. And that also upset Errol, which now looking back, and I understand. So, we had a conversation like two grown-ass adults. Um, and I get, from his view, I get it, man. I get it. I get it from a number uh, of different angles. You know, I think the narrative on uh, UFC 199 and UFC 200 with the Brock Lesnar situation, the narrative that probably the UFC put out, which, you know, I know better than anybody how, how that organization works. Not better than anybody, better than most, I'd say. There's a lot of people that know more than me. But I have an idea how it works. Um, I've worked for the UFC as as an athlete, worked for the UFC as far as uh, entertainer host. So I get it. Um, you know, so if they paint a narrative, it's going to be tough to ditch that narrative. And then not only do they paint that narrative and obviously I have friends that work in the organization who they're getting the same information I get. So if you look at the MMA space, there's maybe five of us, you know, you think when you think about it, who is it? It's like Ariel, Luke Thomas, Brian Campbell, um, Chael Sonnen, you got DC doing the thing now. You got Michael Bisping. Um, I'm saying as far as like this podcast entertainment lane, you know, but Ariel out of all of them and Luke are journalists, right? But if, you know, you have those six guys and four out of the six are painting this narrative to the public, that's going to be the narrative. And I was trying to put myself in Ariel's shoes. Let's say that's not the narrative, but these guys are painting that narrative. You're going to be pissed off, man. You're going to be upset. Um, now I'm not a journalist. I know. I stayed a holiday in, but I'm not a journalist. So I'm just saying what I heard from other people at the at the event and how it went down. Again, I don't know. I also I don't know Arrow that well. So when I talked to him, he goes, "Dude, I'm I'm telling you, man. 
I'm telling you, that's not how it went down. That's the narrative that gets painted by the UFC, but that's not how it went down. He goes, I swear on my kids, that's not the way it went down. That's good enough for me, man. Now, I don't know. I don't watch Ariel's show. I think he's at the same time as I do. Um, I also don't like to watch other people's interviews. If it's somebody I'm going to interview because I don't want to be, you know, it'll, it'll make me change the way I do it because I'm like, oh, people have already heard this. I'd rather just figure it out on my own. So I, I hand to God, hand to my kids, I don't watch his show. It's not that I don't think it's a good show. I just don't watch it. I don't have time to watch that many shows. So, you know, I don't know if he's covered what exactly happened at UFC 199 or 200. If he hasn't, it'd be great if he told us his side of the story, which I think a lot of people would like to hear. Again, I, do, do, does anybody here watch it? No, no. But do we know what exactly Has he said what happened at UFC 199? Maybe he can't say it. I don't know. But um, he just goes, I'm telling you, that's not how it went down. It, it wasn't a fact that, you know, I had a, a mole inside and they released the news to me and I knew not to release it and I released it. He's like, I've been, you know, I think he went to Syracuse, some shit for journalists. Like you, that's rule number one, dude. That's rule number one. And Ariel's not, Ariel's a very fucking smart dude. Very, very smart guy. So, all right. I, I, I believe him, man. I believe him. You won't hear me paying that narrative ever again, Ariel. And, that, and that's on me, man. But again, I, yeah, I didn't know him, but other people tell me I knew better, but that's not fair to him. I don't know him. So, so that's on me. Um, and also, I think one of the things I connected with him with is, you know, his time at ESPN, he didn't get fired. He didn't get fired. Um, he didn't get fired. I know for a fact. Remember, I used to work at ESPN. So I know a little bit of that lay of land. Not as well as he does, but I still have friends that work there and people that work um, in Bristol and stuff like that. So he didn't get fired. But you got to realize when him and I are going back and forth, and it's even rare I go back and forth with any, anybody. It's not that I think I'm better than them. I just, I just don't like negativity. I just don't, man. Things are too good. I have the best job in the world, man. I have the best fucking job in the world. Doing stand-up and being able to do the, the, these multiple shows that I do. I know I do too many podcasts, but I'm just saying. To have this in my own studio and my kids are healthy, dude, I'm, I have the best job in the world. I have no reason to be negative towards anybody. But I respect Ariel enough, and that's why I'm doing this, where I realize where he would be upset, and that's why I'm doing this. I, I own this. Um, when it comes to you know, him being difficult to work with or him getting fired from ESPN, I don't see the stuff he says. Obviously, I have a team that goes, dude, he's saying this, he's saying this. I don't. That stuff doesn't bother me um, because, you know, Obviously, when they go low, you go high, right? That's the fucking uh, Hillary Clinton line. Sometimes you got to go low. But if you're going to go low, you know, you're saying shit you don't mean. Like, if you're going to fight with your friend or your girlfriend, yeah, you don't mean a lot of that stuff. I don't think he means what he said. Um, and also, I think the reason why it doesn't bother me is because, you know, he doesn't know. Just like I don't know. I'm not a journalist. I don't know what happened at UFC 189. He tells me he didn't go down like that. I believe him. I believe him because he's the best journalist we have. And he, I don't think he's, he's never lied to me. I, I don't think he's known as a liar. So there's no reason to do it now. Um, and also the UFC can be tricky. I'll give him that. So me saying, you know, the UFC 199 or he got fired. That's, I don't fucking know. That's just stuff for, for, for that stuff for the internet, man. That's stuff. Low blows, you know, it's him blow blow. Oh, you know, Brendan sell tickets or, um, I don't know. He doesn't like my comedy. Okay. You know, all the stuff that he said and all the stuff I've said, you've all heard, everybody's heard before. None of it's original. No one wrote any new material with me and him roasting each other. Nobody did. This is all stuff I've heard since, 
you know, it's been a common theme with me since I started playing football. Oh, he's just a funny guy. He's not a football player. All right. Then I do my thing in football. I go from football to UFC. Oh, he's not a UFC fighter. He's a football player. Well, okay. I do my thing in UFC. I leave UFC. Then I go into a podcast. Okay. He's just a fighter and he's on a podcast. Okay. Then the podcast happens. All right. He's not calm. He's just a podcaster. So this is nothing new. Doesn't bother me. God gave me these big shoulders for a reason I can handle. Trust me, I can handle all of it. Doesn't get to me, man. So as far as UFC 199, I believe him. I, I don't think he was a snitch and ratted out. I don't. He has no reason to lie. And you don't go to school and have his reputation and, and do something that stupid. I just don't. I don't believe it. But my point of all this, a lot of it was, is one of the things I connect him, connected on him with is, you know, he, when he went to ESPN, you have this idea, and I'm this. You know, I've I've worked for ESPN, Fox, Bravo, E, Showtime. Showtime's been nothing but great to me. The best partners I've ever uh, been associated with. This isn't uh, has nothing to do with Showtime. There's some other people that I've worked for before, and even to that matter, when I get to the NFL, when I get to the UFC, or even college football, man, you have this idea in your head before you get there. You have a goal in your mind, and. Ariel's goal was ESPN and he wanted to be the Skip Bayless and do MMA and he was the face of MMA and he wanted to do basketball. He knows basketball really, really well. You know, he's a big Montreal Expos fan, even though they're not there anymore, but still, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he can do other stuff, but he's known as the MMA guy. So I think by going to ESPN, he had this idea where, and I could be wrong on this. Ariel, you correct me if I'm, if I'm off on this, but this is, this is my sense on the outside looking in and I can relate to this where you get to ESPN and you think, you, you know, it's, it, it's the, it's Willy Wonka's chocolate factory and you got the golden ticket and now's your opportunity and you're going to take over the chocolate factory. And <clears throat> then you realize how the chocolate's made and you realize how that Willy Wonka's out of his mind. And you're just like, Oh, this isn't, Oh my God, all these years, man, this is what I wanted. And I'm here and I have it. And this is nothing what I thought it was going to be. Oh my, this is heartbreaking. And then, you know, your contract's up. They did offer him another contract. I know that for a fact. That from another contract, he didn't get fired. And you're like, I'm, I'm good. It's heartbreaking. And you're upset, but you're going to be fine because you have a set of skills where you can do other, other stuff. And you've been smart about it. And you're like, I'm, I'm good, man. This isn't going to work out. And it's, it's, it's not that financially you're hurting. It's just you had this dream, and then you realize that it's, it's just not going to happen. I, I, that's the, the, kind of I get from him and it's not his fault it's it's the it's you're, you're in a you're in a machine you're in this machine you realize that it's just not what you thought it was going to be it's heartbreaking trust me it's heartbreaking I've been there man so I respect him in that in that as, aspect you know I've been there man you, you, you gotta you gotta adapt and you gotta you gotta do your own thing and you know he's back at MMA fighting and uh you know the narrative of him being difficult to work with Again, these are all knocks on ear that you have all heard. I don't know if he's difficult to work with. I don't think so. Me and him were supposed to work together uh, for Connor Floyd. Obviously, Dana did his thing and nixed him. And you can ask Ariel. He was the first one that uh, that uh, uh, he probably talked to was me. I was just tell him how fucked up it is and how bad I felt for him and how if I could help him to let me know. Um, so yeah, I, I get it, man. I get it. I get that that aspect, and I relate to that, you know. But he's at MMA fighting, so if he was difficult to work with, I don't think MMA fighting would have brought him back. So that's not a narrative. The narrative that me and him are doing this for views, um, 
I think Ariel tell you guys this, and I, again, that's the narrow vote. Ariel's just thirsty doing this for views. You never heard me say that. I, I don't think it's that. I generally think I struck a nerve with him by some of the stuff I said, because if that's the painted narrative, he's in, he's in the land now where he, you know, he's going to have to get creative and do his thing, and he's doing that. But if that narrative's out there, it's not going to help. It, it might not hurt. I'm not saying I'm Joe Rogan or Chael Sonnen where what I say is the, the, the word, but it's not going to help, man. And I don't want to contribute to that. I really don't. He has kids, and he's worked hard to get to where he's at, and I'm not going to be part of that shit. I'm just not. If that's what you guys came here for, sorry, man. It's not what I do. And as far as the, the shit talking and view stuff like that, I'm sure it helps out a little bit. Sure, people love drama and stuff like that and is a form of entertainment. It's just not what I like to do. I like to build people up. I like to help people. That's what I. That's my favorite thing to do. It is. You can ask anybody I work with, man. So um, I think for Ariel, um, A, him going back to me fighting, them open him with open arms, welcome with open arms, shows you that probably not that difficult to work with because he's been there before. Um, and then also, he doesn't own the YouTube channel of MMA Fighting. So he gets paid, a f I would assume, again, I don't know the details, but I know he doesn't own the YouTube page. So by him doing this, people, you're just doing this for, for views. He doesn't see any compensation no matter what. Just like I don't own this Showtime channel you're watching right now. I don't. I don't. So me getting to beef with Ariel to get more views, my bank account stays the same. So there's not a lot of incentive to do it. Uh, so when I think about that, I'm like, oh, he's at this actually hurt Ariel. I respect him too much for this con to continue on, and going him going to Instagram stuff like that. That's what you want to do. Do it, dude. But um, you're not gonna hear me say another bad thing about Ariel. I'm not paying the narrative. He's difficult to work with. The narrative of UFC 199 with a Brock Lesnar. I wish you'd come out and say what happened. I, I, if he has, my bat. His fans were like, dude, he's fucking been over a million times. I don't know the narrative. Uh, but again, you're not going to hear me paint that narrative anymore. The narrative of him getting fired from ESPN, that's a lie. That never happened. But again, these are all digs. This is what you do, um, you know, when when, you, when you're when you just a, a piece of shit, really. And the same digs he took on me, piece of shit move. But, you know, all is fair in love and war. Uh, I'm sure he said some things he didn't mean. I definitely said some things I didn't mean. And uh, that's it, man. That's it. So if you came here for... Um, me to light up burial if you think it's continue on. It's just, it's not what I do. It's not what I do. We both got hard enough jobs. When you think about it, I made fun of him for booking 17 people on a show. You know how hard it is to book people on shows? You have any idea how hard it is? I know you guys, you're used to Ariel just having these amazing guests and he has whatever, five or six. Obviously, I exaggerate 17 because trying to be funny, but to have five or six guests on the, the amount of time that goes in, I'm sure you have somebody that helps them or maybe not just me booking the, the Calabas fight companion food truck is exhaust. It's my least favorite part of this gig. I hate asking people for favors. I hate asking people to come on the show. I hate it. I love when they're here. I love doing it, but it's the number one stress I have in this business is asking people to come do the show. I hate it, man. Cause you're, you, you're busy trying to be creative, putting out good content, you know, I, I do stand-up. Stand-up takes all my time, and this stuff I do during the week, but my focus is on that. So when I have to sidetrack and book guests and their flights, and it's a beast, man. And thank God I have Casey's helping out, but it's a beast, man. So my hat's off to him. And I just showed you when I go, oh, yeah, 17 people on the show. I don't mean that because I, I know how the sausage is made. I know how much of a beast that is. So hats off to you, dude. But uh, that's it, man.
I have nothing but respect for him. Hopefully uh, this clears the air for him. If not, I don't know what to tell you guys, but you will never hear another bad word about Ariel Hawani on this show or any of my shows. That's it. Put to rest, guys. Put to rest. What do you got, Jen? When I graduated audio engineering school and interned at a studio. You interned at a studio? Yeah, not his. You're recording, the mole? Recording studio. A recording studio. Oh, okay. Music studio. Uh, so during the breaks, I, I watched this MAR podcast when it first came out, like when it was in a tiny room. Mm-hmm. So I've been a fan forever. And then, uh, like, we... I don't have time to watch the show anymore, really. Right, yeah. so I'll listen to the show. Okay, but we also pull up a lot of articles from Ariel. We we got a from look, MA yeah, fighting a lot of good 100%. stuff. From, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's the show. I, people would tag me in the in the Instagram thing, mm-hmm. and he said like f the guy with the websites in the back, whatever. Which is kind of a bummer, but always been a fan. But you know, he doesn't mean. I know, it, I know, I get it. I think I, he yeah. he said f Callan and stuff. Like, so yeah, it's yeah. like I get it, but yeah, but been been a fan forever. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, again, all all that, and obviously, you know, I've I've you know, I've, I've been in the public eye for a long time, and since college football, I had to deal with this shit. So, I think I'm a little more used to it. I'd say it's even more heightened now that I've gone over to comics. Even it's heightened even more, yeah, because you're putting out opinions, and I do so many shows where I have to put opinions out. Um, so I'm used to it. It does not bother me in any facet. Yeah, if you don't have an opinion, you're in the wrong business. So I, you know, I think that's when I did decide to engage with him is when he went after you guys. Yeah. So like, whoa, whoa, stay, stay with me, man. I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. Stay with me. I can handle yeah, it. You told us you're big, ass, big ass shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Then when they're like, Hey, he's going after chin, you know, Christian fucking Mark, Brian. I'm like, what the guys? So that, that's when I was like, all right, I'm, I got to address this, you know? But uh, again, I told you guys this, even in the text, he doesn't mean it. Yeah. He doesn't mean it. All is fair in love and war, and that was war, and he doesn't mean that, man. And I, I bet he doesn't. I would imagine he yeah, doesn't. I believe he doesn't either. So. No. He's a dad, dad dude. Yeah. He's a dad. And I'm, I'm telling you, man, no matter what you say about anybody, whether you watch their podcast, whether it's a comic, journalist, entertainer, whatever it is, the number one thing you can tell if a person is a good person is the way they treat their kids. If they're a shitty dad, they're, I promise you they're a shitty person in life. If you can be bad to your fucking seed how do you think you're gonna treat people that aren't related to you you know what i'm saying and he's not he's a good he's a great dad from my hear, he's a fantastic dad so i hear that i'm like what are we doing dude so it's, it's like it's all good dude it's all good man yeah. if you're associated with me any in any facet i love you guys for defending me stuff like that stop everybody stop everybody stop now ariel there might be some people out there that can communicate this on that has nothing to do with me dude this is it from here this is it on my side of things. Anybody who works for me, this is it. But if, if you are associated with me f- f- through anything that I do, don't go out Ariel. Let's take another little break, and we will be right back to the program because I love nuts, guys. I love all of them nuts. Give me all your nuts. Nuts in my mouth. Make me happy. And I found an incredible way- website you guys have got to check out. Talking about nuts.com is the best kept secret of savvy snackers like your boy, man. I'm a snacker. That's why I'm thick. I am a snacker. And I'm telling you guys right now, their chocolate covered gummy bears are the best thing that's ever entered my mouth. I'm obsessed with them. They sent me like a pound of it. And I was so obsessed with them. I ordered 10 pounds. It was gone within a week. I watched the crown and I binge, binge handfuls of chocolate-covered gummy bears in my mouth with Diet Coke, keeping it healthy. 
All right. The, the simple and convenient way to have nutritious, delicious, healthy nuts, dried fruits. They got flowers, grains, so many other high quality foods delivered straight to your door. Over 4,000 products to choose from, but I suggest only one, the chocolate covered gummy bears. All right. Delicious, healthy kid family snacks like dried strawberries, custom trail mix. I put the trail mix in my kid's little freaking uh, lunch when he goes to school. He loves it. It's easy to navigate the website. They have great photos. It's a family-run business, man. Nuts.com is your one-stop shop, online pantry shopping, all right? Whatever you need, man. Gluten-free, yeah. Vegan, yeah. It's delivered fast. Most orders ship the same day. I'm about to go order some chocolate-covered gummy beers right now. And they're fresh, man. Them gummies are soft, too. They got bourbon-covered pecans. They're fantastic. Fantastic. All right, newnuts.com. Customers get free shipping on your first order when you text B-E-L-T, that's BELT, to 64,000. So text BELT to 64,000 and get free shipping on your first order from nuts.com. That's BELT to 64,000. Nuts.com. Terms apply. Available at nuts.com slash term. All my thickies out there working out from home. You got that Peloton, right? Because your thick friend here started biking, sweat my ass off. Yep. My name's Thick Boy Prez on there. You can find my profile on there. Pretty active on there. While I'm not on the trails avoiding rattlesnakes, I ride from the comfort of my home. I get a great workout. And right now, the original Peloton bike, which your thick friend here has, costs 400 bucks less. So now's the perfect time to try it out, man. Don't wait till June 1st to buy this thing. They're going to be sold out. You got to get on it, man. There's never been a better time to get a Peloton bike, the original. You can save $400, man. I like Robin on there. They have great instructors. The music's fantastic. Whether you want country, hip hop, they got freaking electric, whatever you want, man. You feel like a rave and sweat your ass off at the comfort of your home. I do it out of my garage. Classes for every level. The whole family can get them on board. They have an all-access membership, family plan for no additional costs. All right, the classes are so fun. You 15-minute, 18-minute, 20-minute, 30-minute, 45-minute Tabatas, easy rides, easy listening. You guys are going to dig it, man. Like I said, there's never been a better time to get a Peloton bike than right now because it costs 400 bucks less. Go to OnePeloton.com to learn more. That's O-N-E-P-E-L-O-T-O-N.com. Jane um, came to Bray. You brought a squad. Who was the dime piece kid you brought with you? Kid? Was he not a kid? Dime piece. Oh, that was my little cousin. That's your, how old is he? 29, 27. I guess that's a kid. And my, the, my girl cousin, who people think is a dime piece too, she was there. She and was a smoke girl. show yeah. too. Yeah, she was a smoke show. She, that and sh- Little Browse. And Little Browse yeah. is there. Dude, Little Browse is made. Have you, have you heard some of the jams he's making for the Thick Boy? I haven't asked to hear it. I want to hear it when it's all done. Oh, he sent me a little thing because. Yeah. He's he's gonna be doing the soundtrack, the music to my thirty minute special. It is fucking everything fire. he touches, dude. It's, it's unreal, man. He, yeah, he's insane. How dude. long before? I bet a year from now, I'm like, hey, do you oh. want to do Thick Boy? Like, dude, I'm with Post Malone, you piece of shit. I'm like, <laughs> oh, so is that a no? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Little Browse is so goddamn talented. So talented. You had fun coming to Brea though. Hell yeah, dude! I always have fun at the shows. Yeah. Yeah. And the fans are always yeah, awesome. Yeah, fans too. love to see. Yeah. Him. I mean, they're just awesome. Period. To everyone. Yeah, I think that's what helps me. You know, I know a lot of people struggle with social media and stuff like that. And if you're not getting hate, you're just not doing much, man. But um, I think what helps me is you got to remember, I tour so much. And I'm not, I post and I get out on social media. I post, I don't engage with the toxic shit or I don't want to be, you know, have it skew my opinion on things. So I post, I get out, post, I get out. So I think what helps me is I tour so much. I remember I meet thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And I have a face-to-face interaction with them. So I get the lay of the land of exactly where I'm at. Yeah. And that helps out so much with everything. 
And it'd be, I think it would help people so much better if they had that resource, if that makes sense. Yeah. Every yeah. weekend I'm talking to people. I know, dude. Fans, everything. Whenever I go, they're just the coolest. The best. Yeah. The best. For man. sure. Okay. So you mentioned this before, but a lot of people are talking about Aspen Lad's coach because they said they kind of he went too hard on her. The only people I care about your opinion on this is fighters. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was like what coach Now, he do. was the one talking shit to Misha Tate previously, right? Yeah, he does have a word thing. Misha Tate is beloved. Yeah. Like, there's Ronda, there's Misha, there's Holly Holm. They're beloved, mm-hmm. dude. They're royalty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and he does. She's he like Queen Elizabeth. Is this residue because he went at Misha Tate talking shit? Because that... Perhaps. He, here's huh? the thing. Fighters know this, but... Certain fighters need are they're they're wired a different way. So certain fighters need to hear that, and I'm sure for uh, Aspen Lad that this isn't the first time he's talked to her like this. And I know Misha abused what a douche he came at her. I get Misha. I support yeah, Misha she's... in every fucking facet. I love her, but um, super hot. But um, <laughs> I think with uh, that coach, mm-hmm. you know, there's certain there's a certain relationship between a fighter and a coach that they that that's going to get a response out of them like my coaches know i don't i don't, I don't want to be yelled you yell at me i i don't like that yeah. it pisses me off i'm gonna get out of the game plan like talk to me like it's a goddamn football game you know what i'm saying like be strategic let me give me one or two things i need to work on then get the fuck out of my mm-hmm. way give me the water and give me the, get, get out of the way you know if she's not pulling the trigger and she, he's been in the strength camp with her he knows this is how she responds you know yeah i don't get the backlash at all what did so? This but is what this I'm talking about right Palmy here. Said. Now a coach has to apologize for how he talks to the athlete. I disagree. I've heard much worse from my coach, and the coaches know how this athlete. What weird? Yep. It's like we fought before. Uh, how's athlete were responding? Prefer this to some of the other corn we've seen lately. I'm with DC on this. Now with DC too, one of the greatest to ever do it. He's a very smart dude, uh, articulate dude. He's also a coach. Remember, DC coaches wrestling like a madman. That's what he does now. Besides being one of the greatest commentators, he's also one of the greatest youth wrestling coaches in the world as well. So he deals with it. And this is what I know. Maybe the public doesn't like to hear this, but a lot of these guys, you know, a lot of these coaches, they know exactly what they need to say to get the fighter to engage. Because sometimes it's just not working. And they know in training camp, if they say this, this didn't get it working. It's like, you remember when Mark Henry was coaching – Marlon Rice? It was yeah. like the fucking, he was, it was the the one card he had to pull. Yeah. Because he wasn't doing well. He didn't look, re- he wasn't engaged in the fight. He wasn't fighting his capabilities. He And remember, he said something about him in the favelas and his mom. He's like, family. oh shit, yeah. his family. Not super personal, but that's him knowing that this is going to connect with this fighter in this third fighter. round when he's exhausted. This is the one thing I have that's going to get him to respond yeah. same with this coach there's no backlash here there's not there shouldn't be anything here it is interesting to see the fighters have different points of view but yeah and then they, he was praised for the last time he did it because he was like you got you got to knock her and then she knocked her liquor out do you remember bad. when teddy atlas was cornering um what homeboy uh, bradley timothy bradley oh, yeah. and he's like we're firefighters remember he gave him like that he basically did a two-minute podcast about <laughs> firefighters and Bradley was like, we're firefighters, and went out there. Remember that? Like, somebody else was like, what in the fuck is this long <laughs> story, dude? Yeah, I fight. Yeah, you want me to put out a fire? He's like, we run into the fire. Remember that shit? And it motivated the shit out of him. Now, some people, it's not going to work. Everybody's different. Yeah. You know, some of you out there might have therapists, 
And you get a therapist, you're like, this isn't connecting all this bitch. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. And then you go with another one, and he's sticking it to you like, what did you think of this? What about this? Do you think this is because – so you got to find your coach that fits. You know an avatar – here's another example. I'll keep going. Remember an <laughs> avatar where the horse has to connect to the person? They, like, take the braid out of their head and fucking yeah. basically plug in a USB, which is strange. And, the, and remember the horse has to connect? Well, coaches are the horses, and the fighters are the avatars, and they got to connect. Some of them are a connection, then they move on to different camps. But for her, this seemed to work, yeah? Yeah, it worked last time. Society's so I'm, – I'm with DC. I'm old school. Society's so fucking soft. You know, dude – Dude, it's like with these John Gruden emails, the stuff that he said, right? And like, oh, he uh, influenced, yeah, you know, I think Charlemagne said this with Schultze. He was saying, oh, you know, I'm sure these guys have heard this before, but when he's fucking with people's like, you know, careers and their, and their, and their money and stuff like that, that doesn't make any sense because he wasn't in the NFL at the time. He wasn't a coach. So he's like, as far as female referees, if that's how he feels about it, and that's fine. You're entitled to your own opinion. Doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to work in the NFL. Uh, if, if you think guys taking Neil, uh, 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 Neil during the national anthem, like Colin Kaepernick and that Reed fella, and you're like, man, I, I don't think they should work here. Remember, he's not a GM. He's not a head coach. He does. He can't dictate any of that. That's just his opinion. And he got fired for it. So I, I think society wants to live in this world where everyone's super friendly and nobody has an opinion or if their opinion doesn't match yours, you want to cancel them, which is fucking insane. It's just insane, man. It's nuts. And if you heard the way players talk in college locker rooms, NFL locker rooms, this is nothing, man. I was thinking about, I'm not going to say his name. This is a, a coach everybody's going after now. He's a beast of offense coordinator. The stuff he used to say to these kids, man. I, I mean, dude, you know, I, I'm a dirty dude. I remember, I was like, holy shit, man. You know, and he was a guy that would go into these kids' homes and recruit them and get them to come there. He'd be like, that shit house I went to with your mama, I'm going to fly back to Houston. I'm going to fuck your mom. You know your mom was into me. He's like, you fumble the ball. One, see what? Fumble the ball one more time. I'm sending your mom a dick pic. <laughs> like, holy shit, dude. And then he'd be like, I got her number right here. And he'd bring it up on her phone. Fumble again. The kid never fumbled. You know what I'm saying? It's like, now, do I agree with that? I don't know. The kid seemed to fucking respond. Good football player. Went to the NFL. So he did something right. But I think... America has become so soft in this woke culture. Like you're hurting their feelings. There's, there, that's when it bleeds over into professional sports, and you guys have never competed at anything at a high level. You got to stay out of the kitchen, man. You know what I'm saying? You might as well go into Wolfgang Puck's kitchen and tell Wolfgang how to cook. It's the same thing. He's like, what? Think of chefs. The way she, like Gordon Ramsay talks and shit. Is that show even on anymore? I don't think so. America's so soft. They're not going to tolerate that. But that that woke and that that the, the feeling shit, there's no place for it in, in sports. Remember Tom Hanks said, there's no crying in baseball. It's kind of true. Now, you can cry if you lose because you care about the game. But in the, if you strike out and you start crying, there's no, what the fuck? Imagine if the dog Billinger fucking struck out and started crying. We'd be like, oh, my God, he's not doing well. But America would be like, that's so brave. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's just... <clears throat> when this woke culture <coughs> and sensitive culture comes into professional sports, there's no place for it. There's just no place for it. It's just not. And any any real fighter is going to be like, no, I mean, that's that's nothing, dude. We've heard way worse. 
My football coach grabbed me by the fucking face mac and, th- and throw me to the ground. He used to slap my helmet and shit. The torture that these make us do during conditioning stuff, and it has to break many state laws. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't even think about it. And then people want to complain about two two days in a row, bitch. We did 14 three days in a row at University of Colorado. 14. When we got our ass whooped by Florida State, we put on pads Monday to Friday. Everyone, just Oklahoma drills, 24-7. Just concussion central. <laughs> now parents can Instagram it or face or you know tweet it, a video of it, like, this is ridiculous, and that coach can't do it. There's this, this softening the softening of America, it can't come into professional sports. It can't, man. There's no place for it. It is so fucking cutthroat, man. I hate to tell you guys, it is so fucking, if you're a soft human being, and I'm a sensitive dude, dude, I'm, it is so fucking cutthroat, it will blow your goddamn mind. Talk to a running back. Talk to a running back in the NFL who rushed for 1,500 yards, and then his contract's up, and like, it's, it's all in the, it, it's just because of the scheme, and they cut him. And that kid, and that guy has a family and two kids and has to move them from Denver to fucking Seattle. You know, it's just, it's cutthroat, man. Or lose two fights in the UFC when you're on top of the world. Ask Anthony Pettis if he's treated the same when he lost fights compared to when he was on the Wheaties box. It's nuts. You just, you just build a thick skin, man. You build the thickest skin. I've been through it, man. I lost two fights in a row. Then they called you. And the way they talked to you is in, I'm like, what? what happened? I thought... I thought I was the golden boy. Like, shut the <laughs> fuck up. Like, okay. Yeah. And I can't, I thought I was doing that to parents. Like, parents, you've lost two in a row. I won't see your loser ass. That's how they talk to you. Mm-hmm. Hey, I thought I had this parents. What, bitch? The parents? You lost two in a row, man. We're giving it to the other guy that won two in a row. All right. Not being said, I will say the UC did kind of save my life. Not that I was suicidal. I was in the darkest place <laughs> of my life when I lost to uh, Ben Rothwell. The darkest place because I lost two in a row. I lost no Gary than you and me, Rothwell. Thank you for that. Um, I was in the darkest spot in my life. And then the UFC um, had me go on like this special forces thing where we flew into some part of Nevada. Can't say the name of it. I forget where it's at, so it doesn't matter. Shout out to CT. But uh, <laughs> it was like northern Nevada. And they had us. It was me, Ben Henderson, Swick, and Brian Bowles. And they had you compete in like the army stuff that they do like special forces and it was for whatever reason it was just like it like saved my life man mm. it just gave me a different perspective it saved my life i was in the darkest spot of my entire life and then being out there around the other special other like i'm part of the fucking military but being around like those special force guys see what they go through it just gave me like a larger sh- like sh- perspective on life i was like oh it's it's all it's all good man mm. these guys are losing brothers and teammates like forever because they died during these missions and then i got to talk to them and i got to compete in all the stuff they did it was cool man mm. that was a lifesaver but yeah there's no, there's no there's no crying in baseball you remind me of uh freaking gordon ramsay in hell's kitchen all those shows he does he goes at them hardcore and that's cooking and so for the public to be like that that coach should never work again it's like have you ever been in a high level pressure situation where it's like mm. dude time is running you ever been around that you ever been around some savage like that like yeah steve jobs is an asshole yeah man he's, he's fucking making the iphone you don't have time for your bullshit he was barefoot and he, he was not nice to play with 
yeah, dude, you don't have time for your bullshit. Nick Saban's mean. Yeah, he's trying to win fucking football games. You know, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no time for it. They're trying to get the best out of their employees, whether it's cooking, fighting, football, whatever it is. That's why Nick Saban got fired out of the NFL. He was too strict. He was too mean. You bully Jonathan Martin. Like, yeah, that bitch sucked. Like, dude, you can't say that. He's like, all right, well, I guess I'll go back to college where I can do this and become the winningest coach of all time. And you paid millions of dollars, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's just the, the softness of America's nuts, man. Bottom line is, is uh, that coach did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't like him because you want to defend Misha Tate, I get it. He, he, he encouraged that smoke because he started talking shit to Misha Tate, who is fucking beloved by all of us, including me. And I will fight him for Misha Tate right now. But um, he, he's, he's fine. He's just trying to get the best out of his fighter. There's really no story here. Yeah. Well, this is what you guys want to be upset about? It got to him enough to where he apologized on his Instagram. Now you're apologizing. And now, now what's going to happen? Now, next time she fights, let's say they give her some killer. He's gonna be subconsciously thinking, I, oh, yeah. I can't say this, I can't say this. Yep. And he's probably maybe in this because of you, internet, because you force him to do this to think like this. Maybe he's not gonna give her the coaching that she needs and she gets knocked the fuck out. Then how are you gonna feel? Well, at least he wasn't mean to her, at least he didn't hurt her feelings. Yeah, she got fucking concussed with a fucking shin to the face, man. Because now he's subconscious. Subconsciously thinking, oh man, I don't I don't want this backlash. I don't you gotta, let, you gotta let him do his job. Alrighty, moving on from that, Connor once again in the news. But this is just an accusation so far. But apparently, Connor McGregor was hanging out with an Italian DJ in Rome, and then for no reason, like he was having fun with him, and then apparently he punched him in the face, messed up his nose and his lip. I read this. Mm-hmm. So he's like, we're hanging out for hours, and he's like, let's go to this other club, and then Connor just turned around and socked him in the nose. <laughs> it's like so random. It's like what? And he's like, DJ Rome. Italian DJ in Rome? I guess he's big out there. Yeah, mm. so uh, at 2.30 this night, I was attacked by... So this is him going to social media. Oh, by the way, he's like a... He has like over a million followers? No, he's like big that? out yeah, there, DJ. yeah. I've heard of him before. How? I have no idea. But so he, this is him saying this, for those of you who haven't, haven't heard. He says, at 2.30 this night, I was attacked by Mr. McGregor. The very famous McGregor... We don't need that, dude. But the very famous Conor McGregor who punched me in the mouth... Broke my nose in front of 10 witnesses, his friends, and his bodyguards. He attacked me without motivation. Uh, as we talked for more than two hours, we also had fun together. I could have shut up and not say anything to anyone, but since I'm here to tell it, I must say that that person is really violent and dangerous. He plans to sue McGregor. They're going to settle out and he's going to pay so much money. Yeah. Uh, he goes, I took a punch for nothing. The punch could go to anyone, my friends, my wife, or other friends. That's why I decided to sue Conor McGregor because he is a violent and dangerous person. Um, his wife also posted it. Then out of nowhere, he threw a punch in the face of Francisco. This is his wife talking? Yep. Then out of nowhere, he threw a punch at the face of Francisco. Uh, he was invited to another party. Francisco said, okay, let's go, and he hit him. Luckily, Francisco was very close, so he, uh, Conor couldn't load up his punch. Francisco flew back, fell on the table, and then on the ground. The first thing uh, that came to mind was, are we kidding? Is this a show? Then I was paralyzed. I turned around and saw that his friends were holding him against the wall because he wanted to continue beating Francisco. Then they took him away. I turned on the light, and the guards turned them off. Francisco was bleeding. I wanted to help him, and the guards chased us away. He will stay in Italy until October 26. 
If you see him, stay away from him. Don't go near him and ask for autographs because he's an unstable, dangerous person. <sighs> yeah. I mean, it'd be tough to say this guy's making this up. It's just weird. Why would Connor punch him in the fucking mouth? I don't. Now, is Connor sober? I'm a betting man. I would say no. <laughs> no. If in I had club, to bet on it, DJ. I would bet. I'd say all my money. Seems like a nice dude. Ah, oh, God. He has a beautiful yeah. fucking daughter. That dog's whatever. I <laughs> mean, dude, I think that dog, I tried to read it. I think he passed away. That's why he posted oh, wow, it. Oh, wow. That's sad. That's sad. His yeah. daughter's freaking cute. Yeah. I mean, it's a trippy one because I don't know why, but when I see someone that's, you know, relatively famous, has a bunch of followers, I kind of tend to believe them a little bit more than some random dude on the street, you know? Because he has nothing to gain from yeah, this. Well, yeah. Like, well, he, he's in Italy. Like, And also to accuse connor of punching in the mouth it's like it's right. big, yeah. without evidence mm -hmm. it'd be strange but him posting his busted lip and his wife and then there's witnesses i just i think connor and you guys know this i fucking love connor mcgregor still do can't defend him for any of the stuff he's been doing but um i i just think he's lost his identity and i think the casuals go dude but he has whatever a billion dollars it's not about money. It, 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 I, I, there's this sacred thing of fame that I think he's scared of losing. And I, I think he doesn't know how to, to, to deal with it. Betterhelp.com, promo code CATH. But the thing is, is I, he, he doesn't know how to deal with it. So him lashing out, it's, it's, just, it's just not good, man. It's just not good. It's such a bad look. And at some point, the UFC has to go, dude, what the fuck are you doing, man? What are you doing, dude? How many times we got to go through this? Who Even proper what? whiskey. Even proper whiskey. My own whiskey comes out October 31st. Oh, yeah. I think uh, when I shoot in Dallas, it's going to be available at the uh, Addison Improv. Uh, Tiger Thick Whiskey. But the thing is, is even as a person who just dabbles in a little bit of what Connor does when it comes to whiskey, you can tell proper 12s even pulling back. They're like, whoa, we don't, we, we don't want to be associated with this, man. It's just it's tough to defend. And I love Connor. I love what he represents. It's just a shame to see this shit going down. Yeah, let's see what happens. Let's see how it pans out because, you know, it's just an accusation as of right now. It won't go to court. Connor, when you have that much money, you sell out of court. That guy's going to get a few million bucks. So, you know, it didn't knock his teeth out. Maybe a little concussed, but he can punch me in the face with that money. <laughs> Same. All right, so this is John Jones on Twitter saying that he didn't actually hit his fiance. What else is he going to say? I know. I love how people are imagining the worst possible situation in their heads and making somehow factual. I never hit my fiance and our daughters were woken up after our confrontation. My daughters didn't see or hear us arguing. Mm -hmm. That's really the only thing I care to clarify outside of that. Looking forward to moving forward without alcohol. It's the first time in my life where I actually, where I'm actually ready to quit. Really? Glad to have the support of my fiance, family, friends, and fans. And then he replied to this one fan here. <sighs> uh, actions speak louder than words um he put yep i totally understand that that's why i'm not going to do some big pr stunt hire a publicist i'm not going to do anything like that i know it's real i know that i'm ready time will take care of the rest yeah john has thick skin dude he's he, he's, he's gonna have to i it, it's tough when you hear the recording from the the hotel yeah. and the kid asked call the cops on it because as a father if my son if me and my girl got an argument and he was like, call the cop. That, I'd be like, well, call the cop? What the fuck? We're just having a conversation, dude. So the kid had to see some pretty traumatic shit. You know what I'm saying? I would imagine. For a kid to go call the cops on my dad. 
And then for her to be that scared she didn't go back to the room, well, why would she be that scared? If you never done anything to her, you never touched her, why would the lady be that scared? I just, again, and it's heartbreaking for me, and you guys know this, I've defended to Rogan, to any, Josh Thompson, Big John, you name it, if they're in the sport, I've defended John Jones being the pound for pound number one. You can't, yeah, I'm, I'm off the John Jones train, man. When I heard that recording, I'm like, I'm out. God damn it. Did you see the DM he sent that lady? Here it is right here. My life wasn't always great, man. Being molested as a, okay. My life wasn't always great, man. Being molested as a child, losing a parent, sibling to disease at, at a young age. It goes on and on, man. I got things I need to deal with. Still no excuse, man. No, I don't give a fuck yeah, how you hidden. grew up. I don't Why? give a like, flying see? fuck. But as far as like, he's like, I'm just going to deal with head on, time will tell. I don't need a PR. Well, this was your PR move. This was you trying to get us back. Oh, but he's molested as a kid. Yeah. I had buddies who were molested as fucking kids. They don't hit women. It's horrible that it happened, of course, but horrible. you hitting your girl. That's a different story for yeah. a different time, man. This has nothing to do with this. You need to fix your shit, dude. Yeah. Same subject. Mike Winkeljohn asked jo uh, John Jones to leave the actual gym. But I guess his other trainers, like Greg Jackson, um, who's the other guy that does it? Two, uh, uh, Six-Gun Gibson? Six-Gun Gibson, yeah, him. I think they're still with them. But, but uh, this is So another. just so you guys know, Winklejohn was his, like – was his Street, ride or yeah. die? Was his was his guy? Held mitts. Always stuck by him. Uh, Winkle Jong's a tough fucking customer. He's one of the best coaches to ever do it. Hall of Famer. Remember the gym's called Jackson's Winkle John Gym. It's not just Jackson's. Jackson's Winkle John because Winkle John trained so many guys. I've worked with Winkle John. He got me ready for my Noguera fight. Um, I know, but. Um, He's he's uh, salt of the earth. So when he goes, all right, enough's enough. I'm out. There's there's more smoke where there's fire. You know what I'm saying? When he if Winkle John says I'm out, and remember, this is you know he works with a lot of fighters, but John Jones, the greatest to ever do it, the heavyweight, getting ready for the biggest fight of his life by far. If he fights the winner Francis Cyril Gan, it's the biggest to me. Biggest top three biggest fights in UFC history by far. He's passing that up, that payday. So let's say he gets ten percent. Let's say John gets twenty million. Do the math. That's two million for a coach. He's passing that up because he don't want to be associated with him. You think there's some more to the story that Winkle John knows? Out of that gym, he probably knows him better than anybody. And when the guy who's your your mentor goes, I'm out. He has to get things fixed. I'm out. Dude, something's going on here. Yeah. So Wingo John goes, I just had a conversation with him. I said, John, here's the deal. You're like my little brother. You have to stop drinking, fixing things for a certain period of time to come back to the gym. So at the moment, he's out of the gym. He's not allowed to come in the gym. I feel like I had to do that because ignoring it, expecting different results, as they say, is insanity. Yep. Mm -hmm. Doing the same thing over and over would mean you're insane. He's got a lot of uh, a lot of yeses, people around him that won't tell him the truth. He might hate me for it, but I'll tell him the truth. I'm telling you, Winkle John is salt of the fucking earth, man. Mastermind. Think about it. He lost a fucking eye holding mitts. He, someone missed the mitt and kicked him in the fucking eyeball. The toenail. Toenail. Ripped his eye yes. open. Has one eye. Still holds, holds mitts like a goddamn magician. When I saw that, I was like, ooh, John is... Uh, yeah, this is, this definitely has more legs to it. 
Yeah, that's and John's tweet just shows a bit of a narcissist. You know, like just not getting it. Just not like how could yeah. you do like he's the victim? How could you do I know, this it to is. me? Thank for all those sticking by me. Dude, dude, you're accused of hitting your wife, the mother of your children. Yeah. Those people sticking by you should be fucking ashamed of themselves. The yes men, that's them, dude. Whoever's sticking by you, God dog. If news came out that you hit your girl chin, you'd be so fucking fired. <laughs> yeah, I would. I mean, are you the John Jones of producers, the greatest of all time? You're up there. Up there. It's yeah. you or Jamie. We can have that argument. <laughs> but I would fire you in a fucking heartbeat, man. I would fire myself. That it's insane, happen. dude. So for those other guys to stick around, it's like, what the fuck? Show a little pride, bud. And, th and this is my thing with John. If you go through every accusation, whether it came to the, the law or whatever, he got in trouble for it. He's never had any repercussions. That's why he never learns. And that's why Winklejohn's going, I have to. He, it's, it, enough's enough. I have to do this. Yeah. And for you other coaches helping him out and your other training partners helping him out, you're not helping. You're enabling him. Haven't you ever seen fucking intervention? They have to hit rock bottom before they learn, dude. This isn't rock bottom for him. John's such a fucking sociopath. Even with the great Mike Winklejohn leaving, he goes, I got this. And you know what? He probably does. That's how fucking good he is. And those other coaches stick, sticking by him, it's like, dude, he has to hit rock bottom. Everybody needs to have a standard and go, we're not putting up with this anymore. But you don't. You want to get him ready for this huge fight, and you're going to get your percentage. That ain't right, man. Again, you're enabling. You're the mom with the son that has an addiction. You're giving him fucking cash every day so he can shoot up into the, his fucking veins. You're not helping. So, but I had a heartbreaking conversation on the phone with one of my longtime coaches last night. It really hurts to lose lose the support of someone I respect so much. No, no, no. You lost it. You're you're the cause of this. Sincere thank you to the rest of the coaches for staying with me, staying in the fight with me. There's no fight. The only fight you had is with your wife, dude. There's, what what are you talking about? Staying in the fight. There's no fight. Our journey continues, but it shouldn't. The UFC hasn't done anything. Not yet. Yeah, but what can they do until there's charges and the wife isn't present? Like, what can the UFC's in a tough spot? Um, obviously, they cut Pena, right? Because he got another fucking that, that mm -hmm. kid. I mean, Jesus Christ. It's just, he's so good. You're going to get away with a lot of stuff. So until there's repercussions for his actions, same goes with Connor, same goes with John. You know, you look at the NFL. They, they they fired a Hall of Fame coach, one of the best ever do it over emails, even though he wasn't coaching at the time. But then you have guys like uh, Tyreek Hill, who punched his pregnant girlfriend in the stomach. You have guys like Deshaun Watson, who has 30-something cases of sexual assault, you know, and sexual aggravation. They're not doing anything. So it's just, I think that's where the lines get blurred, right? But this goes back to my point where, how professional sports are so fucking cutthroat. Notice all those guys that I said they're doing nothing about are all the best at what they do. The market value for them is so much higher than these other guys. Pena, UFC's like, get the fuck out of yeah. here. I'm not putting up with this. You know? Yeah. If the four-string guy punches his wife in the stomach while she's pregnant, he'd be so fucking fired. The UFC would do a parade celebrating how they cut him so fast to prove that they're good people. Tyree Kill, fast guy in the NFL, all pro receiver. All right, dude. 
We're gonna use them for marketing. We'll call them the cheetah. We're gonna do all this shit. Sports. Yep. Sad reality. Market value. So this is an MA, MA reporter. She works for like fansided. I'm not sure how legit. I like fansided. Okay. okay so she I works bet for fansided. Fansided's pretty legit. So I guess she had posted pre- like previously a Twitter thing about how John Jones is gonna his girls are gonna learn to understand what he does as like a normal thing. Whatever she's she's going hard in the paint against him as well. She's a female reporter. Yeah, yeah, she's a female reporter. So I would I'd love to see her article. So she just it? she doesn't have an article. She just tweets. She about stuff. so what? Did, can you go to her tweet? This is Amy Kaplan. Shout out to Amy Kaplan. Yeah. Photo Amy thirty three. So she's saying that John's daughters are going to think this is normal. So when they grow up, they're probably going to look for the same qualities in a man that their dad. No, so let me him. show you the actual tweet. Oh, and she's a domestic violence survivor. That's what she says, yeah. This is not the fight. So you want, basically, John. John Jones DM'd her after seeing some of her tweets. But um, so keep the kids out. No, no, that's not no. okay. Uh, I'm, I'm a domestic violence survivor and get very heated about this topic. We're all allowed our opinions. You don't have to like it. Okay. Hold on. Let me get the right one here. Cause start with that graves kid, right? No, no. The grave one came in afterwards. Oof, I, that's another oof, crazy oof, one, dude. Oof. Uh, okay. So we this got some what fire on the show today. Not in a good way though. Here's the, here's what she said about her tweet. She was, so this, uh, guy at Nabal underscore Indy, I assume he's in India. Uh, what interview segment does it stem from? Would love to listen. I tweeted that his daughters will learn to accept an abusive man because that's what they see or think is normal. That's what he's referring to. And she'd be correct. If yeah, you so look she, at science and stuff. He studies. DM'd her this. So he put, because he's such a good person. First of all, you, you literally look like a witch. Not the best roast. Second of all, keep my girls out of your mouth. You have no clue what's normal to them. No, we do. You're disgusting over there judging someone else. Fuck off. That was at 9.20 a.m. So he woke up and wrote that. This is the girl, by the way. <sighs> okay. All right. So Graves, who was a, he previously was in the Ultimate Fighter. He was a UFC fighter for a while. He's a, he was Titan FC champion, welterweight. Yep. And then he, I guess. Shout out to Titan, Lex McMahon. He missed the weight and lost his belt. But um, okay. so here's what Graves wrote. So, hey, Titan fighting. She screenshotted the DMs. Okay. And uh, this is Curtis. Graves. So this Graves guy put, keep the kids out of it. He's defending John Jones. Yep. Good luck with that. Keep the kids out of it. Be a social just wear all you want. Don't forget there's, a, there's real warriors out here. Has nothing to do with that. And she put, I'm a domestic violence survivor and get very heated about this topic. We're all allowed our opinions. You don't have to like it. Is that a threat? LOL. Capital LOL. Mm-hmm. Like she's laughing really hard out loud. And he put, oh my God, Amy, LOL possible. You go show these messages to the... F- Ooh. Yeah. To the... The other F word. Rags in the media department at the UFC or the chief of police. Fuck your rags as I see you. A threat. You must be retarded. Sick of you people in our world. Boy, this guy's classy. Uh, Uh, So she did take it Graves, You you want to take your uh, threats public or just DM? I'm not scared of you. This Amy's a little beastie. (laughs) So then he took it public? No, she screenshot it. So. Oh, Um, oh. Oh, I well, think I assume like he doesn't shit. fight for anyone Dude, now, right? By the way, well, he's he's still with I think Titan. No, he's not. Okay, mm-hmm. well, check out his. Tw- I went to his Twitter. He goes hard at everything and uses that f word a lot. Call the FBI, not the Toledo PD. They're retarded. All of October sixth. OMG rags. There's things behind the scenes you don't get. Fuck your platform. This is toxic masculinity at its finest. Suck this dick, pussy. 
Can't have a battery charge? What's up? Be a coward. Okay. What's up, Dana White? Fuck your... All right. Matter of fact, why am I booted from the UC? What's up, Dana White? Should have stilled Still. or your ads in Memphis? I don't know, but he says ass, that word a lot. Ads. Holy fuck, you guys are rags. Let me see you, Jesus cowards. Where you at, Amy? These people have no business in the world. I'm in Toledo, Ohio with a dagger and a pistol. Yep. F you, raggets, media coward self. Ready to get my hands dirty? Amy Kaplan, Amy, ready to get my hands dirty? Fuck the whole LGBT <laughs> But it's basically a lot of this. Movement. Yeah, this guy's not stable. Okay, so yeah, he's not stable. It doesn't seem. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, so that was that. Was that. Uh, we talked about Chuck Liddell last week. Looks like that guy's going through something. I think it must be some sort of drugs or mental breakdown. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's a toxic world, man. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he's all right. Yes. So we talked about Chuck Liddell. We didn't know any of the details. More details kind of came out. Like he volunteered to take the place because someone had to be arrested. Yeah, so, so he domestic her to violence go. charge, if they come to the scene, someone has to be arrested and taken to jail to just so people can cool off. And Chuck said, take me. And you watch the her. kids. You watch the kids. Yeah. Yeah, so he filed for divorce a few days later, and he he mentioned like he didn't want to talk about it publicly, but in the household, you know, there was mental stuff that was going on with most, you know, obviously her. But he just wanted to keep it under wraps. But finally, it came to the public. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's super tough, I'm sure, man. Godspeed, Chuck Liddell. Yeah, that's that's tough. God, the MMA world is heavy, heavy. Yeah, tough times right now. Yeah. On the brighter side. So Jorge Masvidal, Leon Edwards fight. Oh, I love this fight. Leon Edwards' team got their shit together and said, we'll take that fight. Yeah. This is the fight, man. Leon, you beat him. We're going fucking sizzler, dude. Tough fight. Yeah. Good fight for him, though, but tough fight, you know. Definitely Jorge's tough a fight. superstar, man. This is the fight. Like, the Nate Diaz obviously beat Nate, but this the last 30 seconds is what all anybody talks about, which I agree with. He's crazy. Because he dominated that fight. He just got clipped in the last few seconds. That's what people remember. The fans too, like, yeah. if, if this was in the streets, oh, it's not, though. It's not, though. So we can't use that. This is a professional sport, so it doesn't work like that. But they, the UFC was hoping that would catapult him into the title fight. Unfortunately, that right hand fucked that yeah. plan up. So now the UFC's like, all right, dude, here's fucking Jorge Masvidal. Now you beat Nate Diaz and Jorge. We have nothing to do but give you a title shot. Yeah. All you got to do is beat Jorge, and you got everybody on your side. This is your shot, man. Unfortunately, it's came to this. You deserve a title shot, but this is the move. And it's a great fight. His team got it right. This is a fucking great yeah, yeah. fight. On the other flip side of that, Jorge beats Leon Edwards. He's back in the back title in the picture. picture. Fantastic. Exactly. 269, That's is that November 6th? It is. I'm just December. December. Oh, December 10th. There's a Calabas fight campaign for that as well. Um, the next three major UFC pay-per-views. So October 30th, Calabas Fight Companion with giant guests. November 6th is Calabas Fight Companion. Don't have the guests lined up, but I will. Calabas Fight Companion and Caleb Plant Canelo Fight. So we're doing double double for that. And then October, that this one where it's Charles Oliveira, Dustin Poirier, Mena Nunes, Leon Edwards, no, this Jorge. Is now, yeah. yeah, this December is December. 11th. Sean O'Malley's fighting on that. The fucking prelims are fire. So we should probably start that one before the main card because those prelims are fucking fire. Dominic Cruz, Bunch of great Neil, Ponzinibbio, yeah. Macy Barber, Alex Perez, Ryan Hall. Great fight. Okay. Luke Rockhold, unfortunately, is out of his fight with Sean Strickland. It's like That's a, a bummer. Back, was, it's a back injury, too? Uh, it's a disc issue. Yeah, yeah. L4 and L5. Well, I was really looking forward to that fight. Who the fuck's going to fight Strickland on short notice? Bilal Muhammad, oh, he no, he offered to fight him, like to go up and fight him, 
But um, since he's a welterweight, Strickland turned it down. And then they've just been going back and forth like crazy. Man, if I'm Strickland, I take that fight. Why not? Yeah. Or you don't fight? Or you get some no-name at 85? Like, Muhammad's a beast, dude. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. But Strickland's just like, dude, they're not even in the division. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't really do anything for him, I guess. But if you're active and you get a highlight KO, you're going to get something fun. Yeah. It's a payday for you, too. He said, listen, Muhammad, I heard you run your fucking mouth. God, he's so aggressive. Yes, he is. Last time you were in Las Vegas, I tried to spar you because I knew you were a little fucking bitch. I wanted to hurt you. And it was a good excuse to do it. Strickland, don't fuck around. <laughs> he, does, he says other weird stuff here, too. Uh, it's not happening because you're afraid to get smashed in front of the world. I'm from Chicago, moron. Fly down, I'll send you my address. God, dog. And this Strickland back at Wait, Bilal. Muhammad says from Chicago? Bilal, yeah. That's oh, Bilal. Word. And this Believe is Strickland you. responding. Muhammad's a great analyst, too. Have you heard him? On, he's like, funny, too. He's great. Yeah. Biggest head in the world. Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> Has a head like a Rottweiler. It's good for Tough fighting. fucking guy. The best. I have a tiny head. <laughs> then Strickland put, you said I will, I will quote, I'll, I'll, hear, I'll be there next week. Yeah, most likely. When would you like to have this dance? Honestly, man, I think it's going to be very intimate. Not sexually. We should do it in private. Like it will be turned on, on but not turned on. in a, I will be turned on, put turned one. Turn not on. a gay way. It's hard to explain. I don't know. I'm in some weird shit. Don't judge me. I woke up thinking about you in a strange way. Uh, L-M-A-O. So next week, me and you? The same fighting in person. Private. Yeah, privately? Yeah. That's, that's someone who loves to fight. Anyways, so that's probably not going to happen. This is a great fight, too. Hafel Faziv versus Brad Riddell. God, Fazeev is a motherfucking yeah, beastie boy. Brad Riddell's a great fighter, too. That's fun. Mm-hmm. And is that a main event for a fight night or just on the card? Probably not a main event. Could be no, cool. It's a fight night event, so not a main event. Yeah. But yeah, still a great fight. Yeah, great fight. This is Nate Diaz talking to... I ain't got a contract. Vicente Must be something Luque. wrong with Luke, Luque. And then Vicente Luque, if you haven't heard the food truck, give it a chance. I know he's not fucking Luke Paul, but he's fucking fantastic. <laughs> Jake or Jake Paul. Paul. I have a friend named Luke Paul. Yeah. Anyways, he goes, you know, I'm in from day one. I'm never back from a fight, and I'm not going to start now. We can do it when and when you're ready. I'm ready. He goes, I'll raise my offer. We can go as many rounds as you want, and let's make it an all-stand-up war. No takedowns allowed. Jesus Christ. The problem is I heard Nate Diaz it doesn't have a contract with the UFC. Mm. Oh. Oh, damn. I heard the, the rumor is that he either has one left or his contract's up, so they have to negotiate that, which is going to be a nightmare. Oh, that's one. Yep. But Vicente Luque, God, I hope he gets that fight. Man. Yeah. I think he is on his last one, but of course the negotiation is going to take for, nightmare. forever. Yeah. This is Shamar, Shamar, or Sanhu MMA. Yeah, he's great. Actual I video. like this guy. So he posted the video of Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. In the ring? Yeah. That's Deontay after fight saying, I don't respect you. Yeah. Well, emotions run high when you get done with the fight. It's a beast, man. So I, I don't hold that over Dang Wilder's head. But I think Wilder did give him his credit uh, like a few days ago. Bob Aaron said that he was concussed. Yeah. He lets him off. 100%. I agree. Dude, super concussed. And uh, when you're concussed, there's, we've seen it, there's, there's, Two ways guys go about it. They either get really emotional or really, really upset. Wilder seems like the type that does both. Yeah, it's not going to help his PR stance there. And then finally, Deontay Wilder spoke out and gave a statement. Wow, what a hell of a night. I would like to first and foremost thank God for allowing me to give the world another part of me that's driven with passion, determination. I would like to thank my team, my fans for sticking uh, by my side through this long process. I would be lying if I said I wasn't disappointed in the outcome. All right. 
I see that what God wanted me to experience is far greater than what I expect to happen. We didn't get the win, but a wise man once said, the victories are within the lessons. All right. I've learned that sometimes you have to lose to win. Although I wanted to win, I enjoyed seeing the fans. This is too long. Hopefully I proved that I'm a true warrior and true king in the sport. Hopefully we we prove that no matter how hard you get hit with trials and tribulations, you can always pick yourself up. Last but not least, I'd like to congratulate Gypsy King for his victory and thank you for the great historical memories that will last forever. Agree. Great. So finally getting his props. That's yep. that's cool. Yeah, you got to. Yeah. How could you not? That's a great fucking fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a little bit old, but I thought it was great to watch. This is before the fight and weigh-ins and they saw each other on TV. Fury looks good there. Yeah, he does. Lean. Is he kissing to his wife or him? Yeah, well, just the, you know, yeah. you see him on TV. He was the Oh, that's his brother. Yeah, that's brother. The Fury family's great, man. So that's funny. why I love them so much. They remind me of me and my brother. Like, they work together and they fuck around all oh, yeah. the time. He's all sucking on his titties. <laughs> Doing the same thing. Oh, it's hilarious. Wilder's wife's a dime piece and a boss, too. She's yes. so pretty in person. He's, he's doing what he's doing. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> she so is. Silly. Saw, when, remember when they came in for well, a couple times? Yeah. Yeah. She was. Three, four, she, she's so wow. gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Super gorgeous. Yeah. Okay. So. Fury's great, man. Apparently. Schulte said this, and uh, I, was, I was texting with him because it's a good point. Uh, Fury's the greatest heavyweight of all time. I'd love to hear an argument who would beat him. Go. Who you got? Uh-uh. Tyson, not a chance. No. Who else you got? Lex Lewis, maybe size-wise could do it. Doesn't beat him. Muhammad Ali, too small. George Foreman, too short. What else you got? Because uh, he can do it all. I know. He can do it all. He's 6'9". Like, and he can do it all. I know. It doesn't look like he could do it all, but he, could do, he can do it all. Uh, Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul fight date confirmed after a million off. So he offered a million dollars. Uh, yeah, Frank S. Jake Paul is going to give him a million bucks, and Frank Warren said that it's close, close to close to being done, and it's going to be around like this November ish. This November? Yeah, I think so. Like twenty twenty one, they better get marketing that bitch. Uh, I think he wins cash blah, blah blah. Hopefully, we finish off this week and can move forward. It'll be late November, December. That makes sense. Yeah, Jake knocks Tommy Fury out. The opening odds. Tommy Fury is minus 150. Jake is plus 120. God, dog. Take my fucking money. Right now? Vegas. Right now. You know, the way Vegas and these lines work, or sports betting AG, I only use DraftKings. Of course. It's going to skew. It's They're just trying to get you to put money on the fight because they mm-hmm. want the most money possible. So that's why these lines come out like that. I think Jake Paul knocks him out in the fourth or fifth round. You, you guys got to realize, Tommy Fury started in the game late. So similar experience to Jake Paul. I would argue with anyone that wants to argue that Jake Paul has fought tougher fighters. I know. Nate Robinson, complete shit show. But Ben Askren, uh, Wood- Woodley would beat every single guy that Tyson Fury's fought in the first round. Tommy Fury, yeah. Let's say Tyson. Yeesh. Yeesh mistake. <laughs> but Tommy would, uh, you look at the guys that he's fought, he's fought all cupcakes. He fought the T-Rex arm guy, the MMA fighter in the last fight, which you know I had fun with, but shout out to T-Rex. But um, just J- Jake's just on a different level. Skill-wise, tenacity, you know, he knocks him out, guys. Mm. And DraftKings code is BTB. Boom. BTB. Uh, this was cool. 
I don't know if I've ever seen this, but it's a crescent kick knockout, and this is on UFC Fight Pass. Crescent kick, also referred to as a Don Cerrone kick. Oh. Yes. Here we go. He's the one that kind of made this. And that guy's really, really knocked out. <laughs> it's taking forever to load, but that guy's really, really <laughs> knocked out. That guy's... Oh, that's a little different. Yeah, so it's like swinging outwards. So, yeah, co- uh, Cowboy does it, so it, it looks like it's going to... It's a question mark kick. This is a crescent kick. So you're getting hit with the front of the shin, mm-hmm. and you're not going around. This is going up ah, through the man. center and over. Yeah, it looks like a weird That was kick. fucking filthy. Was I haven't nice seen kick, that. Though. Yeah, so Cowboy, it, so he, you know how he keeps kicking, like, keeps kicking your leg, and when you lower your hand to grab the kick, it's a crescent. It comes over. Mm. It's like a question mark. Think about a question mark. Whoop, whoop, boom. <laughs> filthy. Patty Pimmel... Patty Pimblet rails against Watford. Rails against what? Cunts. Cunts. For kicking him out of the stadium. Yeah, the English use the word cunt a lot. And it's like not bad. Remember Australia wasn't bad. I say yeah. cunt like we say dude, I feel yeah. like. I'll play this real quick. I guess their rules are you can't cheer for your team if you're playing against their home team. And you're at their stadium? Yeah. That's because the hooligans and the fucking people are getting murdered and shit. I get it. It's Can you imagine going to a Rams game and then you can't cheer for like... The Niners? I'm like, what? You're going to kick me off a chin for the other team? I know. That's some shit. That's got to suck. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> I wouldn't go to the game. I'm just going to watch it from home. I can't cheer for my goddamn team. I know. My Broncos not doing well. They're bad? Yeah. Oh. They lost three in a row. Three and three now. Are you being kicked out of the boozer by stewards? Because it's a home boozer. The honest nest, mate. Wofford, ben How English are these guys? How British are these guys? Horrible. 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 It's where he's from. Same, uh, same as a uh, Darren Till. Yeah, I love that really that kid. thick. Yeah, accent. I love that kid. Mm-hmm. He's the next big thing, man. Yep. A Hauser. <laughs> All right, that should be it. Unless something else popped up recently. I think that's it, buddy. All right, and then you talked. Oh, no, you didn't. You know the fight this. night this weekend. This uh, this is the best fight in quite some time since the last paper you fight. We got Paulo Costa versus Marvin Vittori. I have questions about where Paulo Costa is at mentally, you know? I know he had the hair transplant and missed some fights and then had his beef with the, the UFC. Uh, Vittori's a beast, man. I think Vittori's slightly favored, and that makes sense in this, unless he gets clipped. But Vittori, now can Vittori not get hit by those fucking Brazilian bombs? I don't know. This is a very good fight. Rest of the card's all right. Jessica Rose Clark doing the goddamn thing. Oh, we love watching her fight. You got Bruce Leroy on there. Mm-hmm. You know, again, they're edginess to the pay-per-views. That's what's going on. Um, this, I guess this is big. That's this weekend? That's this weekend. Ooh, and I'm on the road, so I'll be able to watch oh, this. Oh, I should also mention that the UFC card's at 1 p.m. Pacific, but the Bellator one with uh, Fedor and Tim, Tim Johnson is at 8 a.m. Fuck yeah, because in Russia. Yeah. Wow. Day, day fights are actually better for me. Yeah, same. I like them. Yeah. My kids will watch and like give them something to do, like cranes or some shit while I watch people get concussed. <laughs> Fedor, Tim Johnson, interesting. Nugramedov fighting as well. There's so many Russians yep, on this goddamn That's crowd. basically the card right there. It's uh, 8 a.m.? 8 a.m. Dude, Saturday set. 8 a.m., Fedor versus Tim Johnson. And then the UFC is at 11. 1, 1 p.m. 1. Pacific. And that's a great fight, too. Yeah. Two solid cards, man. That's it. That's it. A few housekeeping notes real quick. Dallas, Texas, November 11th through the 13th. Your boys film is 30-minute special. I can't wait. Tickets are damn near sold out already because Texas does not mess around. 
Uh, Dallas, Texas, November 11th through the 13th. The whole squad will be out there. Uh, Chicago got rescheduled because I was doing a Calabas fight companion that weekend. So Chicago is rescheduled. I'm sorry, Chicago. But before November 11th through the 13th, I will do a special pop-up 30-minute uh, set with the crew. So it's a full-blown show in L.A., the 4th and the 5th. That's a Thursday and Friday, and I will have that information for you guys soon. And once it's not going to be a lot of people. So once those tickets go on sale, make sure you get them. Los Angeles, me and the squad will be running the 30-minute special. Plus, David Lucas and Backflip Lacey will be there as well, and that will be in Los Angeles, California. I will keep you posted, but Dallas, you're up, baby. One special night, November 11th through the 13th. Aston Improv, get your tickets now. I ain't trying to live my life wrong. People don't really understand who I am. I love you. In the sports world, I am the bad guy. I'll be lying and say that it didn't affect me. That's what kind of built his fire. He is Mr. Triple Double. Double. We living for the future now. I'm Russell. 